following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. Praise the Lord, my sisters and brothers. This morning's reading is taken from Mark, um, chapter 1, verses 1 to 13. And this can be found on page 1002 of the Church Bibles. That's page 1002. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt round his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the River Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Father, on this Sunday, the beginning of a new year, And the very end of the celebrations of Christmas, we pray that you would speak to us through your word and renew us by your spirit. Amen. A new year comes, as they always do, and no one actually knows what it will bring. We don't actually know whether we will be here to see the end of it. Uh, Fireworks, as I watched uh, when the new year came in, fireworks by the Thames produced an atmosphere of celebration and hope. But at the same time, and in tension with it, fire in Australia reminds us that for many people the unimaginable has happened within the last few weeks, and the new year looks threatening. The newspapers on January the 1st, my newspaper, told us that there is a wave of optimism sweeping across the UK. Good. But there's a feeling that things might be different from now on. 
But in the same paper, the police reported an extraordinary number of daft phone calls to the emergency 999 number. And one stuck in the mind, the way that it does when you read things. A woman complained to the police with considerable irritation, apparently, that the local fish and chip shop had sent her three saveloys with her chips when she only ordered one. What did they think the police were going to do about this? But maybe 2020 will be the year when everyone behaves sensibly. Maybe it won't. The story of Jesus' baptism is absolutely right for this Sunday because it is about a new start. By the Jordan, which is a scruffy little stream with a great history behind it, there is a movement of God's Spirit. And John the Baptist begins to summon the whole nation to turn back to God. And people flock in hundreds to the Jordan because they sense that the time has come for a change. The message translation says, the real action starts now. As often the message translation puts its finger right on the essence of it. Now is God's moment. And people were going to the Jordan asking, will I be a part of it? I want to be a part of it. In the far north... In Nazareth, a carpenter, hearing of what was happening, lays aside his hammer and his nails and goes south. Presumably thinking something like, if there is a movement of God down by the River Jordan, then I want to be a part of it. And that's why I think this Sunday is just right for us Our situation might be something like the people who went to the Jordan and particularly the carpenter Jesus who went. God calling us on this first Sunday of the new year to look for a new beginning. That's why when Peter and I were planning the services for the Sundays between now and Easter, it seemed right to begin with a service where we come with open hearts and minds to God and ask him to anoint us with his power. And the service, as it goes on, assumes that we're open to this, that we can believe that things can be different, that the moment when God touches your life again can come now, in this time. This can be a day of a new beginning. If we don't believe that, then tomorrow will probably be like yesterday. And 2020 might as well be one of yesterday's years. Something struck me as we were beginning the service. And I just offer it as a reason for why this Sunday might be just a Sunday for many people. Uh, Do we light the Advent candles? Well, they are Advent candles, but they're also Epiphany candles. They're also just after Christmas candles. And we are just within the 12 days of Christmas. Of course we light them. And at the center, the Lord Jesus, which he didn't do for the first three weeks of Advent, not the candle didn't, the Lord Jesus burns brightly at the very center and is surrounded by witnesses. And then, irritatingly, the way things are, uh, Peter had four goes at lighting one of the candles and it wouldn't light. 
And I just thought, how full of symbolism the Church of England is, all right? Because here is Christ burning at the center of things. The light is not put out by the darkness and surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, one of which is standing coated in wax and not burning. And I'll just leave it. Is anybody here that one? (laughs) Because this Sunday, I think, is for you. It's great for the others who are burning as well. The Sunday is for them too. But you may have come out of duty and thinking, oh golly, it's anointing this morning. I don't think I'll go. But the candle that stands so straight at the back and does not burn is the candle that God wants to touch. Come down, O love divine, we've said. And there let it freely burn. And that's why I feel this Sunday is absolutely right when we look at what happened to Jesus by the Jordan. So very quickly, uh, I want to say, what do we expect? What can we hope will happen? What does the Bible invite us to think will happen? And I'll pick out three things that happened to Jesus. And because Jesus is our forerunner and our model, our brother, says Hebrews, uh, these three things that happened to Jesus are offered this morning, I think, to happen to us. First, God will help us to see things his way. Jesus went down into the water of the Jordan and was baptized by John. And as he came out of the water, he saw the heavens torn open. And this is part of the gift that we could pray for at our anointing. God gives us a new way of looking at the world, a new way of looking at people, a new way of looking at ourselves. God's way. The heavens which have been shut up for 400 years in terms of prophecy suddenly ripped apart and Jesus saw the world as God sees it. Jesus saw things. He will from now on see into the hearts of men and women. He will see with spiritual insight, seeing the things that are not obvious He will know what is in the human heart. He will look at crowds later in the Gospels and see that they are like sheep without a shepherd. He will look around him and see that the fields are white to harvest. And he will say to his followers, let's pray for laborers to work on the harvest. You see what's going on here? As God anoints Jesus, so Jesus starts to see reality as the Father sees it. The first gift of the anointing might be for you, that you would see things with God's eyes. The world transformed because the heavens suddenly open and there's a window into the way God sees people, God sees the world. The second thing is that God will assure us of his love. This is the second part of the gift of anointing. Pray for this. Jesus saw the heavens, but he also heard the voice. And God the Father spoke to him, and their words of love and acceptance. You are my son. This is a word of intimacy. I acknowledge you as someone special to me, says God. And there's more. With you, I am well pleased, says God. Better translation, I delight in you. When God looks at Jesus, he sees someone whom he loves. And when God anoints us, listen for the voice. Often we Christians are a bit 
disconsolate. Am I good enough for God? I remember speaking to a minister 20, 30 years ago, actually, and he said, I work, I try to evangelize, I try to leave the church, I try to, I try to pray, I try to speak to people about Christ. And at the end, all I hear is the divine, uh-huh. I found it such a sad conversation. He was working himself to bits for God. But all I hear is the divine, uh-huh which is a mixture of, really? Surely you could have done better than that. That's not what Jesus hears, and not what God wants us to hear. The gift of God is acceptance. I delight in you. I remember a friend of mine talking about his children uh, making breakfast for him on Father's Day. On Father's Day, he didn't get out of bed. The children got up and they said, we're making breakfast for you, Dad. And he said, frankly, the breakfast was a total shambles. He said there was so much burnt toast, it was absolutely inedible, and lukewarm, practically cold tea. And then he said to me, but I didn't see the breakfast. I was overwhelmed with love for my kids. And the breakfast became, what was a burnt offering? The breakfast became a precious gift. And I guess for some of us, like the candle at the back, what we need most of all is to come to church and hear God saying, as you are anointed, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter, and I delight in you. And the third thing that happened to Jesus, and I've pray can happen to us is that God will renew us by his spirit as Jesus came up from the water so the spirit of God came upon him and this is the third gift of anointing now if you're a Christian you have the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit dwells in you Paul tells us that but we still need regularly to be renewed made new and fresh again by the Spirit, to be empowered by the Spirit, especially when God has some new task for us to do. At the beginning of the new year, some of you might be feeling, oh golly, I'm just tired and worn out, and it's only January the 5th. And it always strikes me when you look at the diary, you know the new diary, you get the new diary, and every page is blank. You haven't written on anything yet. And do you ever feel, yeah, whatever, Most of the things will be the same as I wrote last year. And God says, no, I want to renew you by my spirit. Bishop John Pritchard speaks of spirit-filled Christians who are starting to leak. The first time I read it, I just burst out laughing. It's meant to be funny. It is funny. But boy, it's got a truth as well. It hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? So come for anointing. And ask that in the moment of that uh, physical anointing, the oil you feel and the voice you hear, the prayer, pray that also you will receive a spiritual blessing, that the energy of the Spirit would come on you afresh. We just note that the first effect of the coming of the Spirit to Jesus was he was driven into a solitary place and experienced a time of testing. Fine, but the story goes on for another 16 chapters. And after that, in the power of the Spirit, Jesus experienced a time of fruitfulness, of service, a time of power. 
And the Spirit brings us the wonderful gift of being your true self in the presence of God, being centered on God, having direction and purpose, which is the call of God. The Spirit is energy for ministry, for service, for growth, growth in grace, growth in love, growth in joy. Now these are some of the things, I think, which we can expect and which we can hope for as we come, as I hope you will, for prayer. A short prayer, but full of the things that the passage speaks about. Uh, and And a symbolic anointing of oil. But we pray that God will help us to see things as he sees them. That God will assure us of his love for us, beloved children. And God will renew us by his spirit. Let's pray for that and let's expect it to happen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St. Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.